Welcome to 2AM Brains. What's up? I am Dinah. And I am Estelle. And Estelle, what you do don't do? know what we're talking about No, tonight. I do not. But I have, I do know that there's been a few things that I've been excited for. So okay. I am excited for kind of whatever we're doing right now. Because I know the next episodes we were recording, I'm like, here for. Okay, well, so what, what are, are some of the things that we have in store that you are excited for? Okay, well, we already talked about your cold thing, though. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was past thing. Uh-huh. The Simpsons one, mm-hmm. I'm obviously very excited about. And then our scary holidays, which I'm actually supposed to be writing. Yeah. So you I haven't written that. I guess I'm excited for The Simpsons. <laughs> You're excited for me to write the scary holidays episode. Yeah. No, I am going to work on that because okay. I do want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so those are some of the topics we're yes. coming up yes. that Estelle is excited about. Yes. And today, we are going to be talking about The Simpsons' future predictions. Okay, very good. It's like I futurely predicted that. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you tell us what the, what that's about? So hilariously, I was actually thinking about this. And I've seen, I've like read so many of those like things. And I've like seen like the Instagram reels where they like talk about the future predictions. And I have seen a lot of those. I've never retained any of it. Okay. I've retained that that they may have predicted the towers falling, mm-hmm. Trump becoming president, mm-hmm. some kind of phone or something along the mm-hmm. lines of something like that. And what else was there? So those three are the three big ones that everybody talks about. Okay. Um, the video phone, Trump being president. Okay. And 9-11 right. are the three big ones. There are a whole cool. bunch of others once I dug into this. That's hilarious that those are the three that but I those retained. are the three big ones okay. that every article mentioned. Okay. So what I did is I've got all three of those in here. Perfect. And then I also have a couple of upset. smaller ones. But I will say that, like, I mean, I grew up watching The Simpsons. Okay. So, and this is the theory that the writers of The Simpsons have predicted Major future events. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the towers falling, 9-11. Right. Um, that they wrote something and they predicted that this was going to happen. Okay. We're going to start with um, one of the smaller ones. Okay. Just to get us geared up. This one you probably haven't heard of unless you're a baseball fan. I found it. I thought it was interesting. So I went ahead and included it. Okay. So in the 1992 episode, Homer at Bat... Um, the the company that Homer works for, the nuclear power plant, has a baseball team. Right. And they bring in a ringer to beat another local baseball team from the next town over. Okay. So the ringer that they bring in is Don Mattingly. Do you know who he is? No. At the time, in 1992, he was the Yankees' first baseman, and he was incredibly well-known. Okay. Everybody in baseball knew who Don Mattingly was. Okay. If you were... He was popping... If you were a baseball fan now, you would probably know who Don Mattingly was in 92. Wow. He was a big name player. <laughs> so um, so the way the episode goes is that Don Mattingly is benched by the ruthless Mr. Burns because he refuses to cut his sideburns. <laughs> That's the way the episode goes. Okay. This kind of mirrors what happened to Don Mattingly. So the owner 
of the Yankees, George Steinbrenner, ordered the team's manager not to play anyone who didn't adhere to his clean-cut policy. So that means trimming your sideburns, right. keeping your hair short. And he was benched by the owner because he refused to cut Before his sideburns. Before or after? It happened after the episode. He was benched. Oh. So they predicted it, right? Wow. Yeah? No. Wrong. Was this a publicity stunt? <laughs> so actually, no. The episode aired in 1992. Okay. And then a couple of months later, Don Mattingly was benched in 1992. What everybody ignores is that in 1991, Don Mattingly told the New York Times that he had already been reprimanded for his hair and already had been threatened with being benched a year before. Okay. So what the writers did is they read the New York Times right. sports section, Followed which in 1991, if news. you were into sports, Everybody you was were reading it. the sports section. Okay, okay. okay. They, they got it. Predict they predict the future. Okay. They read the news. You got me on this news. one, Stephanie. <laughs> you got me on this one. <laughs> but everybody, when they talk about it, they right. ignore that article from the New York, from the, uh, New York Times archives because you have to go to their archives to look it up to read any of that oh. article oh. and then there's a paywall to read the whole thing really so you can only get so a it snippet even look like it you can only get okay. a snippet of that article but if you take a look at right. that article you can see the date, date. it was published a year before the year before the episode was <laughs> created okay That's so hilarious. the next one okay. we're going to talk about is the 1998 episode the Wizard of Evergreen Terrace. Okay. In this episode, Homer is standing next to a chalkboard that has this massive equation on it. And the equation on the chalkboard was extremely close to predicting what scientists would later find out was the mass of the Higgs boson particle. Wow. Right. The writers of The Simpsons, the animators of The Simpsons Just made up some equation. Somehow managed to predict okay. the Higgs boson particle. This is big, right? And what is the Higgs boson? Do you know? It's called the God particle. It's this incredibly famous discovery within physics that I don't fully understand. It, it is very complicated. Okay. I don't fully understand. I'm getting it. No. Our smarter listeners can look this up. If but wait, the Simpsons predicted that. The Simpsons had this equation that was very close, right? Okay. So that means they were somehow able to come up with this equation. The God's particle? To predict the God particle, the Higgs boson, right? Right. Wrong. Why? Absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. <laughs> The writer-producer, David Cohen, has a physics degree from Harvard and a computer science degree from Berkeley. He already understands physics. He wasn't oh. predicting anything. And he already knew it. For that scene, for that, scientists have been working on this forever. Physics, oh. physicists have been working on this forever. Mm. So a Harvard-trained physics degree holder right. asked his friend, who was an astrophysics professor at Columbia University, to write the equation. So what you have is... Uh -huh. 
somebody who has a degree from physics at Harvard going to somebody who is a professor of astrophysics at Columbia saying, hey, will you write this equation that I know has been worked on for years now? And a couple of years later, people who are studying it find an equation that is extremely close. That's hilarious. That's not prediction. When is this? That was 1998. 98, okay. So that's not predicting no, that's the future. No, nope, he didn't predict Very that. well-educated, very yeah. intelligent people yeah. who are aware of what's going on in their scientific field okay. writing wow, something. Wow, he's a, he's a physicist, huh? I, That's actually pretty impressive, that's right? very interesting. Yeah, David Cohen. He's okay. the writer-producer of The Simpsons. Right. He has a physics degree from Harvard and a computer science degree from Berkeley. Wow. And he's the writer-producer for The Simpsons. That's that's actually pretty impressive. Crazy. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I want to know a little about his journey going what from happened there those to degrees. There, but to, okay. But I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. There's got to be a cool story. Um, and then he wrote about nuclear power worker. Yes. <laughs> what an interesting guy that guy is. <laughs> okay, so next we're going to talk about 2005. Okay. An episode called Midnight Rx. Now, according to the internet... This episode that came out in 2005 um, predicted the legalization of marijuana in Canada. Okay. That's what it claims. I like this one. So in this episode, Homer, Ned, Apu, and Grandpa Simpson go to Canada where Ned is offered some referino. Right. Uh And he's surprised to learn that pot is legal in Canada. This is a 2005 episode. Okay. And... Canada didn't legalize marijuana until 2018. So you look shocked. I am shocked because... Are you shocked they didn't legalize it or that the Simpsons got that right several years in advance? No, I was smoking hella weed. I was smoking weed far before legalization. Right. But I was smoking legal marijuana before 2018. Yeah, but we're not in Canada. Canada legalized it after us? National in Canada legalized it nationally. in 2018. Okay, yeah. so like America is not nationally legalized. No. Okay. No, no. The United States, no. There are a few states that. Okay, legal. I see this. Oregon is one of them. Never mind. My okay. eyes are open. Okay. So, what Love actually Canada happened? 2018, way ahead of the curve. What actually happened is that. Since 1997, there were public opinion polls showing that Canadians supported the legalization of pot. Okay. They were already working towards it in 1997. Again, this episode aired in 2005. That's eight years later. Okay. That's eight years after opinion polls where people are already saying they want it legalized. Then in 2000, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled that the bans were unconstitutional because they didn't have a provision for medicinal use. So there were still legally, it was still legally banned, but their Supreme Court said that's unconstitutional because you're not allowing people to use it medicinally. And Mm. we know it has medicinal effects. So again, that was 2000, five years before the episode came out. The country was already working towards legalizing it in 2005. They didn't predict the future. They read the newspaper. Again. They were paying attention they to what was happening in the, the world news. around them. They <laughs> okay. read the newspaper. Okay. Again. Okay, Simpsons. We hear okay. You. So we are going to go to 
the 2000 episode, Bart in the Future. Okay. So in this one, we get a peek into the future, showing Lisa Simpson as president of the United States. I do remember that. And she tells her staff in the episode, as you know, we've inherited quite a budget crunch from President Trump. Now, this is a 2000 episode. Okay. Okay. We know that President Trump was not elected until 2016. Correct. 16 years before he's elected. The Simpsons. Yes. Predicts that he would be president. Okay. Now, that is actually the same. No, I think it was a couple of years later that they did an episode where President Trump is riding down an escalator escalator. with Melania and Homer sees him. Yes. And then that actually happens in, well, Homer doesn't in real life, but obviously in real life, there is a scene after, after Trump has announced his, his candidacy and he is riding down an escalator with Melania at his side. Right. It's an escalator in a building that he owns. Okay. The building in that episode is supposed to be that building. building the escalator knows. exists in real life. It is a well-known building in New York. Okay. The animators drew a well-known Trump okay. property yeah. with Trump on an escalator. Yeah. It's probably legit. With his wife. Right. Now, this is, he has announced his candidacy in the episode. And in 2000, they're saying, you know, in the future, he has been president. So how is this not predicted then? Okay, so this is not predictive of the future because in 1987, Trump took out ads in three major newspapers floating the idea of running for office as president. Yeah, in 87. Yeah, mm-hmm. so what, 13 years prior? 13 years says prior, he's he saying didn't... he might run for president. Mm-hmm. In 1988, he asked to be the running mate for candidate George H.W. Bush. He was already setting well, himself up to be a running signing. mate. So he's already putting himself forward to be the Republican vice president in mm. 1988. Mm-hmm. Okay. In 1999, he started an exploratory committee to get presidential domination. Oh, shit. He's really he later dropped out. Um, and then in 2000, they say he'll be president in the future. At this point, for the last 13 years, he has been saying things publicly about wanting to be the president, about wanting to get into politics. He has been saying these things for at least 13 years. Right. And then they said, you know, we inherited quite a budget from President Trump. Right. Now, that is something that other people will say, well, how did they know that the next president would inherit a budget crunch from him? You inherit a budget crunch from every president. That's actually not true, but you do very, very often from Republican presidents. Mm. Republican presidents are very well known to fuck up the economy and leave the next president with a huge budget crisis. Almost every single time. Right. It happens a lot. Hmm. So he's running as a Republican. He has been saying for 13 years... He wants to run. He's been saying he wants to run as a Republican. So they're like, Haha, I bet if he was the president, he would ru- ruin the economy. Right. right. Yeah. 
obvious. Again, they read the news. They paid attention to the world around them. (laughs) They were aware of politics, which we know that at least one of them is Harvard educated. These are not stupid people who are incapable of paying attention to politics and sports. They're reading the newspaper. I mean, I knew, obviously, that these guys had to be pretty educated, right? Right. They've got one of the fucking hottest shows on TV. They're not idiots. Making this shit go for 30-something years. Yeah, something like that. Um, But I did not know that they were, like, so well educated, I guess. I mean, at least one of them is. Right, yeah. So next, we're going to talk about Lisa's wedding. Okay. This is the episode with the uh, video phones. Okay. I do remember that. Okay. So this was a 1995 episode, Lisa's wedding. Lisa goes to a fortune teller that predicts her future. Yep. Um, and it's predicting her future taking place in 2010. Right. So the episode is set in 2010, but it was written in 1995. So in the episode, as an adult, Lisa calls her mom. And in the phone call, she's using a screen that shows Marge's face in real time. Mm-hmm. She's using a video phone. They didn't have video phones in 95. Right. Skype was invented in 2003. Okay. So they didn't have video phones yet. Um, And then in 2010, Apple announced that it was developing FaceTime for Apple users. Listen, that's pretty coincidental, huh? That is quite the coincidence. That's pretty impressive. 2010? They got it right on the 2010. Okay. Right? That is super impressive. No. Not really. Not particularly. 15 years earlier... Okay, so I am going to ask you now when the first video phones were introduced to the public. I don't know. When did you even get a phone? The first time they were introduced in fiction, and this is video phones. Oh. So this is, like, you FaceTime. That's a video phone. Well, probably like some Star Trek shit, huh? No. No. The first time they were introduced in fiction was 1876. Not really 19, back in the day. One eight seven six. So those were the first ones introduced in a science fiction novel. Science fiction for sure. After yeah. that, had to be sci-fi, right? As soon as the first phones were patented, Alexander Graham Bell in 1891 actually said the day would come when man at the telephone would be able to see the distant person to whom he was speaking. Hmm. 1891, people were saying, wow. we're going to have video phones. Right. This is going to be a thing. Okay. The first publicly available video phones, and this was, these were similar to um, phone booths. But these were phone booths. So these were public phones okay. on the street in a phone booth right. that you would have to pay money to use. Mm-hmm. So you weren't carrying them in your pocket, but these were video phones hmm. that you could see the other person talking to you live through like the phone. Like a tablet, not like a tablet. Kind of like, like a tablet. Like a tablet. But they were pay phones, so they were right. in a phone booth. Guess what year that was? 1940. 1936 in Germany. Really? Germany? Yes. Hmm. So in 1936, the first... How they make that work? They had a whole lot of complicated technology. Mm-hmm. And the way that it worked is you and the other person had to both be in one of these phone booths. Right. But you didn't have to be near each other. You were several hundred miles apart. Mm-hmm. 
and phones were available. So it wasn't that big of a stretch to then create the video phone. The reason that the technology stopped at that point is what else was happening in 1936 in Germany? Yeah, the World War started. We were gearing up World War I in right. 1936 in Germany. So it stopped then because, I'm sorry, World War II. So because of World War II, the technology stalled and Germany was spending their money, you know, elsewhere in a war. Wow, okay. So the technology was available 70 years before the episode aired, and the idea was like 130 years old. Hmm. The Simpsons wow. didn't predict no, anything. They were but aware of history. It's pretty cool, though, that they like, I mean, 2010, 2010. That's pretty good nail down. I mean, that's a nice little coincidence. Yeah. But all that that takes is... Don't discredit it. But all that that takes <laughs> is for Apple, anybody at Apple, to have watched that episode in 1995. True. And then release their phone in 2010. Not wrong. not wrong. It's not a prediction. Fair enough. It's okay. being aware of history at okay. this point. Okay. I hear you. Okay. Very skeptical. I know you're very skeptical. <laughs> but here's the biggest one. Okay. And this is this the is one. This is the twin, twin Towers. This is the Twin Towers. Okay. So this is the episode titled The City of New York versus Homer Simpson. Yes. Do you remember anything about the episode? I don't remember everything about the episode, but I do remember the magazine. Okay. Right? So in, yeah, a there's a magazine. So in the episode, um, Barney borrows Homer's car and drives to New York. And that seems like a Barney thing. Because he was drunk. He yes, parks he was. it in New York and Homer gets a bunch yes, of parking tickets because it's parked illegally in New York. Yes. So they decide they're going to go to New York to get the car. Right. And the magazine you're talking about, Bart holds up a travel magazine that shows trips to New York for $9. The skyline on the magazine shows the Twin Towers which I don't know if you remember what the Twin Towers looked like. They're two towers. They are two <laughs> towers, yes. Well. So it shows the Twin Towers. Okay. And then next to the Twin Towers, it says $9. Right. The Twin Towers are identical towers. You put them next to a nine, it's going to look like 911. Yeah. Yeah. So they showed the most world-recognized symbol of New York, the Twin Towers at the time, yes. next to a nine. Right. Nine dollars was not an uncommon... But there was an, well, isn't there another part of that where, like, at some point, the towers were no longer there? No. That was a, just no. a meme? That's something that people have made up later. That oh. doesn't happen in the episode. Okay. That one scene of a nine next to the Twin Towers... Right. Is, is the it. prediction. That's it. It is a nine and the twin towers. Well, I'll say that's not a prediction. After the fact, people looked at that and they were like, oh my God, they predicted 9 11. Um, that was a 1997 episode. Okay. I would say no. I would call that not a prediction. I, and I don't think so either. Um, now, one thing I would like to point out okay. is this has been extensively covered. This has actually been talked about by the creators and producers and writers of the show. They have publicly talked specifically wow. about that episode. We are not future 
<laughs> so in the New York Post article predicting 9-11, written by Hannah Fishberg, Al Jean, who has been writing for the show since it premiered in 1989, said, if you write 700 episodes and you don't predict anything, then you're pretty bad. If you throw enough darts, you're going to get some bullseyes. Mostly, it's just educated guesses. Oh, God. Not wrong, though, huh? So, I mean, all of this seemed to be very educated and these all are guesses. educated guesses and coincidences. Yeah. There is not a single actual prediction in any of this. Wow. None of it. He said it right. He said it real good at that. that I mean, he said it really nicely. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you are writing 700 episodes, yeah. at some point you're going to get it right. Absolutely. And I would hope at least more than a few times you would seem. And then when you have, have things right. like the 9-11 one, they didn't predict anything. Yeah, that was quite a reach. Have you seen that that picture even? And now I'm assuming not, because for some reason I thought they predicted where the towers were gone. No, they actually never did. Um, and I'm going to pull up a picture, and I will go ahead and put this picture as a link in our show notes. Oh, yeah. Because I want you to see how ridiculous this picture is that they're talking about. Um. Oh, the magazine see. for nine dollars—that's pretty outrageous. Well, the magazine wasn't nine dollars. Oh. The trip to New York was nine dollars, oh. and it was a way that they could get the entire family there cheaply. Was the point? Oh, okay. And none of that was even that important in the episode. Right. The entire episode no, centers about, on yes. Homer's antics trying yes. to get his car back. Right. So, I mean, this wasn't here. This is a picture right here. This is what they're talking about. Um, nope. It doesn't even look like 9-11. It doesn't even look the like The $9 is huge, and you can see the Twin Towers in the background. Yeah. I mean, hmm. you have to really, that's a pretty, really. Yeah, that's a pretty good. Simpsons did 9-11. Yeah. Hmm. That, that's what one of the headlines says. Well, that went straight to a jump, didn't it? Yeah. Um, that's a jump. Yeah, you have to really be trying. Yeah, I don't think this is a prediction. No, I will agree. But I this is the know. one that is in all of the articles. If you look up some right. future predictions, oh, it's there. This is I've the heard of one. it. Um, the sideburns one though, that was a good one. The sideburns I one, I really actually one. that one I had to do a little deep dive into yeah. because most of the information you know, like, when you look it up this. makes it sound like. This episode was written six months before he was benched. Oh. And he, it was. This episode right. was written six months before he was benched. Oh. And it aired, like, within a few weeks of him being benched, either before or after. See, that would Very be such close. a crazy coincidence so if you didn't know about that. If you didn't article. already know the backstory, mm-hmm. that's a huge coincidence. Yeah, that's a And really if you just have a passing interest in sports just enough to know who Don right. Mattingly is and know that he's been benched for this right. and you have watched The Simpsons, you're, like, you're going to put all those together and be like, exactly. whoa, exactly. The Simpsons predicted it. Yes. But no, the year before, okay. this had been a long-standing That's issue. That's a fun one, though. I, like that. I thought that was fun, too, and there were other small ones, but I thought that was the most interesting of the one that almost nobody talks about like when it. talking about the future. Yeah. I will say, though, I mean, you're not wrong 
I mean, it does make sense that these guys have to be educated and know things about what's going on in the world because yeah. they do hit it on the freaking head mm-hmm. a lot. And a lot of their episodes, if you really pay attention, are topical. Mm-hmm. Their episodes are about things that regular normal people are going to be familiar with. Yeah. Because it's supposed to take place in a now, regular modern right. family. Yep. In regular United it's, States. It's really crazy to me that they've been able to write this many um, episodes with these guys. Like, they never grow. Yeah. Like, they never get older. They never change. Everything's always the same. I mean, that's kind of the benefit of cartoons. Obviously. Yeah. That is the best part about cartoons. Do but you watch like Simpsons much? You know, I haven't really watched a lot of the new episodes, but I hardcore grew up on it. Like, mm-hmm. that was what got me through a lot of life as a little kid was watching the watching Simpsons. Because we had them all. We had, my stepdad had like loved The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. So we had all of the um, DVDs for like all oh, of the Okay, seasons. so you were watching so over and over again. All of the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, I loved like the very beginning when like uh, their dog was like in the horse or the dog races mm-hmm. and shit. Like, it, yeah, it was good. But um, I... Have watched every once in a while. I'll go. I always watch the Treehouse Horrors mm-hmm. every year. I watch that, um, and then every once in a while I'll go back in because on Hulu they have the new episodes and I'll mm-hmm. go watch them. Uh, cartoons are harder for me to watch sometimes. Sometimes I can't always get myself like really interested in them. Yeah, I'm the and same way. I like anime sometimes, but even sometimes I'm like I just want. I and see I enjoy anime but it's one of those things that I have to force myself to watch it yeah which it's this stupid mental block I have that I'm like oh that's anime and then if I watch it I always enjoy it yeah but every time it's like oh that's just anime oh that's just anime but then I fucking enjoy it right my boyfriend um actually started me watch like had me start watching anime with him and at first I was like absolutely not doing this then we did. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I can dig some of this. Um, but, like, cartoons and stuff, like, I'm just so used to that being what you put on to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I watch The Simpsons, I'll like, I'll watch one episode and then I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. ready to go to bed now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like bedtime. Yeah. Um, but they, it's not bad. Um, it's just not, it, like, what I remember. Yeah. I guess. And I think that's part of it is, you know, we've grown up and – yeah. It's not, but even like watching Family Guy sometimes. Like I used to love Family Guy, and mm-hmm. now I'm like, eh. I always liked Futurama more than Family Guy. Oh, Jacob's favorite thing in the world is Futurama. He watches that every single night to go to bed. It's like a routine to watch Futurama every single day. I see, and I like that show. I like. Yeah, it quite it's a, a good bit. one, but I yeah. know far too much of Futurama now. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. one, like one season. Mm-hmm. Because he watches the same season over and over again. Oh. Well, that's it's just boring. It's his favorites. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. And so it's just like. But, yeah. I, I like cartoons. And I like the Simpsons. And mm-hmm. I think what they're doing here is good. And mm-hmm. I those were interesting. That yeah, those good. were really good. Mm-hmm. I, I think, honestly, the one that's most coincidental for me is the phone. The phone. With it coming out in 2010. That was close. I really don't think they predicted the future. Probably not. But I think that one is, that is really cool. cool. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yes, it's a technology that, you know, we have 
talked about in media for years. Like Which you I were saying Star really. Trek. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what I assume. Sci-fi, why is sci-fi so, I mean, sci-fi is technology, but sci-fi always has like the predictions of technology. Uh, most science fiction is set in the future. Oh, duh. Or it is set on another planet. And so let's say that you grew up in the 60s watching Star Trek. Mm -hmm. And they had those cool pads and they had, no, I guess in the 1960s they didn't have the pads yet. But they had like the video phones. They had those screens and they had the phasers and the, the warp drive and all of this cool technology. You're a little kid in the 1960s. Those things are going to stick with you. Right. And so when you grow up and you start to study real science, you're going to start trying to develop some of those things because those are things from it's your cool. childhood right. that were cool and exciting and wonderful. So you want to make you're those things happen. And, you know, humans have a tendency to want to create new technologies anyway. True. We've had new technological advances, you know, in every generation. Right. But when you grow up seeing some of those things, they're going to inspire you to create more of those things and to look at the things from your childhood, like the videos, phones, and the screens and stuff, and say, I want that. I want to know how to do that. They're so smart. And eventually somebody is going to be smart enough to figure out how to put it in your pocket and carry it around with you. That's genius. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I was a perfect answer. <laughs> I, I am full of all sorts of good you answers. You do. You yeah. always have them. Yeah, half of them are bullshit, but I won't tell you which half. <laughs> yep, 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 <laughs> yep, yep. I like to live my life that way as well. <laughs> so if there is an episode of anime or of a cartoon or Star Trek that let you enjoy, know. let us know. Yes, please. Talk about it. Tell us. Tell us about the technology you enjoy. Tell us if you think the Simpsons predicted something that we didn't catch. Tell us your favorite Simpsons prediction that we didn't talk about. Yeah. And we might talk about it next time. Yeah. All right. Have a good night. Have a good night, guys. If you enjoy 2AM Brains, please rate and review wherever you listen. This helps others to find us and helps us to grow. You can connect with Dinah and Estelle in our 2AM Brains Facebook group, or say hi to Dinah on Facebook and Twitter. Send questions or comments to 2AMBrains, that's brains with a Z, at gmail.com.